Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. This is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios on the Fort Worth Armory. Platinum microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Walters. Ah, welcome inside Hour 2 of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here in the Sig Sauer Studios. In this hour of the broadcast, we are on the Fort Worth Armory Platinum Microphone. And a powerful microphone it is. All of it being brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. If you were watching the, the video, if you like to watch the video portion of the show, the video portion is not running in the second hour. Uh, we are old school radio, so hopefully you've switched over. Otherwise, those of you that are listening around the country on our affiliates, we appreciate it very much. Welcome in. And I do apologize if you like to watch that, but sometimes the cameras lock up and that's what happened. Oh, well, too bad. This is a radio show nonetheless. So welcome in. I have a first off, I want to thank David Codria. Wow, is he good. I did ask him if he could stay for a second hour. I know he's a fan favorite. I have a a lot that I could have covered with him, but alas, he could not make it. I'm going to take you now to what I believe to be just in the headline itself. I'm a father. If you're a parent, you don't have to be a father, but this is particularly directed at the fathers more so than anybody. And you single moms, too. Not knocking out here. Take a listen to this headline. Father opens fire on naked man who allegedly got in daughter's bed. Whoa. When I see a headline like that, I think to myself instantly, me too. Don't even have to read the rest. But I'm not a headline surfer. I've learned over the years how not to be a headline surfer. A father opened fire on a roommate. See, if you just look at the headlines, you miss that part of it. The headline didn't say that. The headline said, father opens fire on naked man who allegedly got in daughter's bed. Now, we know he got in the bed. Allegedly, we have to say that. They do. I don't. A Florida father opened fire on a roommate who had allegedly gotten into his daughter's bed naked on Wednesday. 44-year-old father Dane Victor Miller opened fire on two roommates, one of whom had allegedly been in his daughter's bed. And let's just say, again, he was unclothed. He was drinking too much, indicated he did not realize he was in the daughter's room. You going to buy that? As a parent, not me. And as a roommate, I'm going to suggest the guy knows where he was. Well, you know, because he lived there. Throw a little bit of alcohol in the mix. Not going to happen. This happened down in Cape Coral, if you know anything about Florida. Sheriff Kurt Hoffman was here. It's a little bit south of that. In that in that vicinity in southwestern or western central Florida on the Gulf Coast, the city of Cape Coral released a statement on the incident, noting that Miller shot at the two roommates through their own bedroom door. Police learned that both roommates rented a bedroom from Mr. Miller. Uh, he says he got out. No, see, this is where I lose it. All right. 
guy got up to use the bathroom in the house and accidentally returned to the wrong bedroom. His spouse retrieved him. There's a lot going on in this story. As a parent, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to protect my daughter at all costs. I don't care how old she is. It doesn't say how old the girl here is. It doesn't make any difference. This cat had absolutely no business being there. His spouse retrieved him, and Miller allegedly opened fire on the couple once they were back in their own room. He was charged, by the way, with assault with a deadly weapon. You know, let's let's think about this for a second. As a parent, how am I going to handle this if this happens in my house? Now, granted, it's kind of hard to guess everything going on here from a short article about it. This was from A.W.R. Hawkins, who likely has more info. We'll talk to him about this when we cover some stories with him on the Sunday Monster Cast coming up. But at the same time, am I going to, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Florida is pretty lenient there with standing your ground, with defending yourself, with defending your property from criminals, from rapists, from murderers, from thieves, from just your average everyday general dirtbag when it comes to using a firearm to protect you and those you love. The fact that he was charged says something to me in Florida. Now, again, I'm going to protect my kids at all costs. But is a firearm at all cost in this incident? I don't know. What I want to caution you of is this is a great, this piece is a great reminder to dig past headlines when you're reading, quote unquote, the news, the news, because you don't get everything. And too many of us over the years, and I've been guilty of it myself, tend to look at a headline and go, ooh. Father opens fire on naked man who allegedly got in daughter's bed. That would tell me if if I'm an armed American radio fan and I'm hearing these conversations every day that I'm going to be telling you it's a happy ending story. Likely a happy ending story for the daughter, not for the father who is charged with assault with a deadly weapon. That means several years in a Florida penitentiary. And I guess I'm going to ask this question just because you can. Should you? That's interesting. We don't know enough about this, but the headline did jump out at me as a number of headlines jumped out at me today. Father opens fire on man who allegedly got in daughter's bed was interesting. Uh, I'm going to take you over to Brazil real quick, and then I'm going to go to a piece from the Philadelphia Inquirer that features Maj Touré, which I reached out to Maj to talk about this yesterday. I haven't heard back from him yet. Those of you who might not know who Maj Ture is, or if you're just joining the program for the first time, Maj Ture is the founder of Black Guns Matter. And there's a great piece over at the Philadelphia Inquirer. And it's, as I go through some of the content there and we discuss some of what they're talking about, and it was fascinating, particularly when you know in the state of, of Pennsylvania and Philadelphia in particular, that concealed carry permit applications were up over 600%. Because crime is so bad in Philadelphia, I think you'll appreciate where we're going with this. And then when we close it out, I'm going to ask you a question that I might slip up and ask in advance. If I do, well, consider it a quiz and see if you picked up on it. If I did, because I'm going to close it out with it. And I'll go there in a minute and I'll explain what I'm talking about. First, let me go to Brazil. Brazil's gun owners must re-register all firearms by the end of March. This includes, by the way, collectors of weapons, professional shooters, and hunters, and now a new rule. 
the new rule was instituted by the Minister of Justice, Flavio Dino. And here's what they said. When Ordinance 299 created a new crime, the crime of not re-registering your firearm, this ordinance, this new crime, violates the principle of legality, which is the basic principle of criminal law. There is no crime without a previous law that defines it. Now in Brazil, we have inaugurated a new type of crime. This modality is the crime created by ordinance of the Ministry of Justice, absolutely unconstitutional. In other words... You had to register your guns. Then you no longer had to register your guns. Now you have to re-register your guns or you're committing a crime. Sounds something like the ATF here in the United States of America. Yeah, it does. But here's the deal with that. I don't live in Brazil, and I don't really care. I make the comparison. (laughs) Why are you talking about it? Because of what we're seeing with the ATF. Changing the rules of the game, moving the goalpost mid-game, after telling you, I, crushing livelihoods and p- putting people in prison, this is what the ATF has in store for you as an American gun owner. Putting you in prison because they changed the rules. That's what happened in Brazil as well, too. Of course, there was a change in the elections in Brazil, and firearms rights were at the forefront of that election. Uh, the, and it, Not to mention the fact that this is what the administration would like to have in store for us here is a registration of all firearms. As you heard David mention, we know what their end game is. Register the firearm. And that's what this whole ATF thing is about, which is why I thought that was interesting. It just so happened to be a piece about Brazil that brought it up. And I I just made that correlation. I thought, wow, you know, it's the same thing no matter where it is. It doesn't matter. You have a human right to defend your life, whether it's in Brazil, whether it's in the United States whether it's in Canada, Australia, Great Britain, and they've taken those rights away from people, that basic human civil right. And the goal here is, in the United States anyway, by using the ATF to do what they've been doing, ooh, let's criminalize previously legal activity and make it a new law, even though we can't make a law because we're unelected bureaucrats, but we can put and attach a criminal penalty to it And we can prosecute them and we can put them in jail and we can make them felons, even though it's outside the scope of our authority. And that's what's getting ready to happen if May 31st comes and goes. And that pistol brace rule stands, which, as you heard in the previous hour, if you were tuned in, likely won't. I'm hedging my bets on that. But I thought that was interesting. And that, that came about because I was doing some headline surfing and chose to read a little bit deeper into this stuff. To me, it seemed... To open my eyes even further, as if they need it, to what the ATF has in store for us in the Biden administration. Completely weaponized. They're doing it in other countries. Hey, we can do it here. When we come back, a couple more issues I want to talk with you about before I take you to the growing ranks of black gun owners. This is a fascinating piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer. We'll be back after this. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. 
long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SIGSOUR.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. 
Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters in the Six Hour Studios filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. In this hour of the broadcast on the Fort Worth Armory Platinum Microphone, make sure to check them out, fortwortharmory.com, and pick up some ammo over there and support the businesses that keep this conversation alive on the airwaves six days a week. Fort Worth Armory is a great company, and we appreciate them very much, and we ask you to do the same. It's real simple. Fort Worth Armory, spell it out, F-O-R-T, Worth, W-O-R-T-H, Armory.com. And pick up some ammo over there. You need some two two three. You need some 9mm. We all do. We all need that ammo. FortWorthArmory.com has you covered. Spread some wealth and some love around and support the people that make this program possible. And let's not forget that every minute of the program is brought to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Make sure to visit them. It's real simple. Visit ArmedAmericanRadio.com. You can find all of our great partners. And regarding X-Insurance, just click on that banner, and it takes you right to the portal you need to go to. We did all that work for you and drive you right there so you don't get to a site and go, okay, where do I go here? Because there's a lot going on there. They've got a lot of products. We direct you right where you need to go. Looking at a couple more uh, issues today, I like covering some of these different states, particularly when the legislative sessions are in session. And even better still, when the anti-gun politicians actually say the quiet part out loud and tell you, why they're doing what they're doing. Because you can equate that to just about every Democrat that hates your guns, that, you know, narrative and that political agenda they're pushing. In this case, we have a, guess where from? New York. Imagine that. Proposing an ammo tax. Adding more dollars to the purchase of ammo in New York. For what purpose? We saw that happen in Seattle. We talked with Dave Workman about it at great length. He pulled up a FOIA because in Seattle they said, well, we're going to use that ammo tax to prevent more gun crimes and violence intervention programs. And it was going to raise a half a million dollars. And this is what we're going to earmark the money for. And this is where we're going to give it. And Dave, being out in and near the Seattle area, reached out to the city and said, hey, how much money did you get? Well, lo and behold, guess what they found? Not a whole lot. They wouldn't give him the answer, so he pulled a FOIA request and found out that it was, I believe, less than $85,000. How could that be? Did people stop buying ammo? No. They just quit buying it within the city limits of Seattle. I ain't paying that tax, nor would I. So what did they do? It harms the businesses that are within the city limits, and many of those businesses left and moved outside the city limits of Seattle which I think you're smart enough to figure out, and I know you are as an Armed American Radio listener, is exactly what it was designed to do. So there's that. In a sense, you're playing right into what it is they want you to do. Otherwise, they're harming your business, so you have to move. That's the common denominator. That's the common thread. That's what they're trying to do. That's the quiet part being said out loud, in this case, in New York. I'm going to tax ammo. It's not that big of a deal, he said. But hey, this guy's New York Assembly member, Pat Fahey. And here's what he had to say. So if you buy 50 rounds, it'll be just a couple of extra dollars. So it's not a huge tax, but another disincentive to arming up. You think criminals are going to pay attention to that? You know better than that. But let's listen to that one more time. So if you buy 50 rounds, it'll just be a couple of extra dollars. 
So it's not a huge tax, but another disincentive to arming up. And I can tell you right now that that is the goal of every single gun control law on the books that does nothing but impose a restriction on law-abiding citizens. It is designed to keep you, to dissuade you from even bothering in the first place. Let's make it difficult. What was the Florida? I don't remember her name. She was the Florida state rep version of a Sheila Jackson Lee in Texas. She said, sure, you can buy ammo. My bill is going to make sure that if you do buy ammo, you have to pass a psychological background test and get a permit after you pass it to buy ammunition in the state of Florida. What do you think that's designed to do? I ask you that question sincerely. You already know the answer, especially if you're a longtime listener of this show. So it's not a huge problem getting the psychological exam and passing it every five years to get a permit to buy ammo. It's not a big infringement, but it's just another disincentive to arming up. Can't you hear her saying the same thing? Of course you can, because that was the purpose of that stupid lunatic bill to keep you from buying ammo in the first place. And if you can't buy ammo in the first place, well, guess what? Uh, Having a gun is just too much of a problem. They're just making it too difficult. I don't want to go and do that. That's the goal. Uh, The First Amendment. Here's what the court to go. The court took up this issue back in the 1940s. I'm going to Cam Edwards, who's got some great work up today. Let's start here. If New York Democrats do end up adopting Fahey's bill, now I'm going to stop there for a second because it is highly likely in New York that they may very well do it. Gun control bill, meet Democrats in New York. Democrats control everything. Gun control bill, meet Democrats. Democrats meet new gun control bill. And it's a love fest. Doesn't matter that it's ineffective. It's not designed to fight crime. They're going to lie and say this is designed to reduce gun violence in the state of New York, and we all know it's nonsense. It's not going to do anything except what? Be another disincentive to law-abiding citizens for arming up. Cam tells us if New York Democrats do end up adopting Fahey's bill and turning into law, the statement is going to come in very handy during the inevitable court challenge that will ensue. The Supreme Court doesn't look kindly on taxing the exercise of a constitutionally protected right, especially when it is designed to chill the exercise of that right. Remember Nadler in the Senate hearings? Is that your goal? Is to ban these guns? Is it? And Nadler said, yeah, that's exactly the point of the bill. Not going to age well for him today or tomorrow. Same thing in this case. And Cam reminds us, back in the 40s, the case was Murdoch v. Pennsylvania. And at issue was an ordinance imposed by the town of Jeanette, PA, that required, quoting, all persons canvassing for a soliciting within said borough borough, orders for goods, paintings, pictures, wares, or merchandise of any kind to obtain a license from town officials in addition to paying a fee for the privilege of doing so. When a group of Jehovah's Witnesses were fined under the ordinance for selling religious tracts without acquiring the mandated license, they sued, and eventually the Supreme Court found in their favor, as they should have. Part of that ruling said this, quote, The First Amendment, which the 14th makes applicable to the states, 
declares that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press. It could hardly be denied that a tax laid specifically on the exercise of those freedoms would be unconstitutional. Yet the license tax imposed by this ordinance is in substance just that. Now, if that holds true for the First Amendment, it will also hold true for the Second Amendment. Why? Because it's unconstitutional on its face. I'll be right back. Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. Hi, it's Mark Walters, your host of Armed American Radio. If your company sells only the highest quality products and you're looking for a way to reach these listeners, you're talking to the right guy. Armed American Radio has a package available to fit every budget, from startup to the seasoned advertiser looking for that perfect way to reach this massive audience on roughly 250 stations in the top markets in the nation. We're everywhere, and the show continues to explode across the country after 10 years. Together, we can help you reach a highly engaged and extremely knowledgeable audience. To hear your brand on this huge radio program for less than you ever thought possible and to speak directly with me, reach out to CCW Broadcast Media LLC right away at mark at armedamericanradio.org. Mark at armedamericanradio.org. And together, we'll bring your brand to Armed American Radio listeners and keep this powerful voice for gun rights on the airwaves. Again, to speak directly to me, reach out to me at mark at armedamericanradio.org. That's mark at armedamericanradio.org. 
did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle, available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and built with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long-range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. Mark Walters here. Third segment of the prog- of the uh, today's program, Monday program, upon us already. And a lot to cover with you. Not enough time. It's just that way. We'll get to as much as we can, and we'll carry it on through the week because this is Armed American Radio's daily Defense. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom on this Fort Worth Armory mic here in the Six Hour Studios. All of it brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Let me go back before I go to the Philadelphia Inquirer and the story with Maj Ture featured in it, which is really good. To Seattle, I was able to pull some numbers up here. Uh, and, and Cam mentions in his piece at Bearing Arms, I would highly recommend you read it. New York lawmaker admits proposed ammo tax is meant to be disincentive. The ammo tax, Cam says, is also a terrible idea from a policy perspective. Now, I'm going to question that in just a second, because we have to look at who's making the policy to determine if it's, in fact, bad policy. Seattle imposed that tax. We had Dave Workman on this program, talked about this at great length at the time it went down. And that tax was on both guns and ammo, and that was back in 2015. So it's been a while, and we've talked about it, and a number of years go by. We went back and looked at it. Dave stayed on top of it, as he does over there at the Second Amendment Foundation offices, based outside of Seattle and Bellevue, Washington. He's a thorn in their side, too, by the way. I love that. But he went back, and he hassled the city, and he said, what, how much did you get from this? And it brought in, let's just say, I think it was $85,000. And that was in 2019, four years after the city began collecting that tax. And as I mentioned, they were claiming they were expecting 500000 in tax revenue every year. Every year. And as Cam points out, that 85000 up through 2019 was collected from the handful of remaining gun stores inside the city limits. Many FFLs simply left. They just up and left and moved beyond Seattle's borders. And, as Cam points out, and as we mentioned in the previous segment, many Seattle residents have chosen to buy their guns outside the city limits as well. Violent crime did not drop in Seattle. It's increased in Seattle. 
We know that's what's going to happen. Whenever you dissuade law-abiding Americans from arming themselves, only one group of people benefits. Criminals. We're going to go a step farther. Let me take issue with that statement that Cam wrote. An ammo tax is also a terrible idea from a policy, policy perspective. Is it? If you're a Seattle lawmaker, if you're a Washington lawmaker, if you're Seattle City Council and that's your little proposal, is it? Because I just told you the handful of remaining gun stores left. This, there's just a handful left. The rest of them left the city. Wasn't that the goal to begin with? Gun buyers stopped buying guns in Seattle because the dealer says, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm just going to move over there across the street where I'm no longer in the city limits. Is that a terrible idea from a policy perspective? If you're a blue state politician that is trying to dissuade gun owners, disincentivize them from purchasing firearms in the first place, seems to me that's what they were looking to do in the first place. So from their perspective... It wasn't a bad policy idea, was it? To you and I and everybody else, it is. But we don't think like they do. It's pretty much that simple. So you got to look at this. You got to dig deep into the weeds when you see these things. Everybody just moved out and bought their guns over here. Meanwhile, you likely had gun gun shops close up to begin. Just I'm I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I've had it. I don't need to do this. I'm 50 years into this. I'm going to retire. That's not good for anybody except the city of Seattle who hates your gun rights because that was their ultimate goal anyway is to rid the city of guns, even though it doesn't rid the city of guns. But in their mind, they can say, look, we did something. Meanwhile, violent crime spikes. Let's move to Philadelphia. Boy, I, I have history in Philly. I used to live outside Philadelphia in King of Prussia. I lived in Norristown, Phoenixville area right outside Valley Forge, really pretty area at most certain times of the year. Philly, great food, great food in Philly, uh, but I'm not going back anytime soon. I didn't lose anything in Philly that I have to go back in search of, except maybe that Jimmy's at 4th and South cheesesteak. And after all these years, it dawned on me I could order them if I wanted them and they will ship them to me, which I have done in the past. No need to go hanging around 4th and South in downtown Philly, particularly now with crime through the roof. But Maj Ture is quoted extensively in this piece that is titled The Growing Ranks of Black Gun Owners. And I want to hand it to Jennifer Stefano, who wrote this piece back on March 9th. This, this is a well-done piece at Inquirer.com. It's an opinion piece. The subhead is the history of gun control is rooted in racism. Given that legacy, many African-American gun buyers say that they are exercising both the civil and a human right. It doesn't matter what color you are. You have a right to keep and bear arms in the United States. And I mentioned, I believe it was the Daily Defense last week, if you were tuned in, the Dred Scott decision when we were talking about that moron David Hogg and his stupid boneheaded sin. He hasn't deleted him. He's too stupid to delete the tweets. But he made a fool of himself with a series of tweets about the history of the Second Amendment, of which he knows absolutely nothing about, claiming you have no right to own a gun. You go back to the 1800s and the Dred Scott decision. Yeah, bad, notorious decision, uh, infamous decision. But in that decision, it's right there in black and white, no pun intended, that states, well, if blacks have this freedom, they're also going to have the right to keep and bear arms because the court recognized 
in the mid-1800s that along with freedom in the United States comes the right to keep and bear arms. Now, that case is not referred to enough in my estimation when we talk about the Second Amendment. It needs to be just because it is such an infamous decision. But it also referenced the Second Amendment and the fear that they had with blacks being freed that, well, golly, if they're free, they can also be free to carry guns. You mean like the rest of us, even though, according to David Hogg, there's no right to keep and bear arms. David Hogg's an idiot. We'll move past him. But you'll see where we're going here, because I'm going to ask a question at the end of this. And I think it's telling. Maj, when he opened up one of his classes, he opened up with this. Does anyone have any gun trauma? Anyone have any PTSD with guns before I take mine out? And then he pulled his firearm out and got to work because that's what Maj Ture does. And nobody does it better than him. And here's what he told the reporter when this conversation got started, keeping in mind that he founded Black Guns Matter back in 2016. It's a Philadelphia-based gun rights advocacy group and an education group. Maj has been on the program before. He's a super guy. And as I said, I reached out to him. I have not heard back from him yet. He's very busy. He's likely on the road. But we will. I want to bring him to the Sunday MonsterCast with a bigger audience to talk about this topic in this piece. It's wonderful. He said, and I'm going to quote, There's not a question that more black people would be alive today if they had guns. Now, I could make that statement without saying more black people would be alive today if they had guns. I could say there's not a question that more people would be alive today if they had guns. Do you see where I'm going? Am I telegraphing for you what I'm going to ask at the end of this? I just want you to think about it in the same way that I'm thinking about it. But this is coming from Maj's perspective because it's Black Guns Matter. Great group. And again, point out to you that black Americans are the fastest growing segment of gun owners in the United States. Black Americans followed by women. Think about that. Now, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, they are the most often ignored By who? They're not ignored here. We talk about this all the time. And when we come back, we'll wrap up the hour continuing to talk about it because it's so flippin' important. And Maj did a great job here. The Philadelphia Inquirer did a great job. And I hope everybody in Philly, everybody in Philly read this piece because if they didn't, they need to. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. One more segment on a Monday. We'll be right back. Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. 
Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show. That voice you hear on DanielDefense.com spot coming back in is the gentleman producing the show today, Jim Bartow. Jim, we thank you for everything you're doing today in Greg's absence. Welcome back inside Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day in the six-hour studios in this hour on the Fort Worth Armory microphone. All of it brought to you by X-Insurance. Please visit all of our partners. They make this discussion possible six days a week. One more segment left. I, I, I love the conversation we're having here in this Inquirer piece. just was absolutely spot on. So much going on in this piece that we've talked about on Armed American Radio for years. 
not to mention with the individual who is focused in this piece, Maj Teray, from Black Guns Matter. And I mentioned in the previous segment that gun control is rooted in racism. This is a subject that we've talked about ad nauseum on this program over the years. And I refer back, there's a great example here in the state of Georgia. And that was the public gathering law that had been on the books in this state for 150 years. That took, well, the Republican Party to wipe out. Republican majorities and a Republican governor. Instituted right after the Civil War by white Democrats to keep blacks disarmed. Yeah, they don't want you to know that part. That's another quiet thing that they don't want to say out loud, and they never do. And the media will never say it. So we will. We'll remind you of that. But history of gun control being rooted in racism is, this is just a a fantastic example of the public having. It was designed to keep blacks disarmed after the Civil War, by criminalizing the carrying of a firearm at any public gathering. What's a public gathering? Anywhere two people or more happen to be, especially if you're black. Because those laws were not enforced against groups of whites, but blacks. And it took 150 years for us to wipe that hideous law off the books. And I use this as an example. What is a public gathering? Let's give you an example. Have you ever gone to a big box store and seen a, I don't know, a carnival out in the parking lot? In the state of Georgia, until not too long ago, time has flown by. It's been a number of years now. It seems like yesterday to me. I guess that's because I'm getting older. Time flies when you get older. But in the state of Georgia... If I was willfully going to take my young kids to that carnival at a Walmart parking lot, which I wouldn't do anyway, and I carried my gun with me, knowing there was a public gathering there, I was in violation of Georgia law, even en route to it. Not just when I got there. Now, I can't tell you how many times I went to see fireworks at parks and carried my gun anyway. Don't care was never asked to leave. If I was, I would have left because I didn't want to get arrested for armed trespassing. But I never was because I know how to conceal my gun. Would it have been enforced? Don't know. Don't personally know anybody that had it enforced. Doesn't matter. It was on the books. It could have been enforced. But that is a great example of Jim Crow racist gun control here in the state of Georgia. And they say here, and I'll quote from the Inquirer, the history of gun control is rooted in racism from the laws that prevented the formerly enslaved from owning firearms after the Civil War to the arbitrary denial of gun permits that persisted into the 20th century. Historically, gun control laws were used as a tool to deny black people equal access to firearms. Seemingly innocuous gun control measures can disproportionately impact black gun owners, especially women, which is exactly just a prime description of what I just told you of that public gathering law, seemingly innocuous gun control measures. We all know why it was put in place. There's a great story in a follow-up of a young woman by the name of Tika Dixon who says she never expected to find love at a gun range, but she was asked out by her now husband on a date back in 2014. This is their first date. This is such a great story. You can't script this. She said she was terrified of guns, and she was also skeptical of Tom Well, first date, that's probably a pretty safe thing, right? Trust but verify. But back in 2005, the reason she was terrified of guns was because she had lost one of her children's godfather 
to gun violence. Tom, I quote from an inquirer, Tom promised her safety and a new perspective. By date's end, Ty's views on guns and on Tom has changed. Check this out. Together, Ty and Tom, who are both black, run surplus arms at gun shop and tactical training center in Chester, PA. A city, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, where the violent crime rate to... Oh, did you hear that? Let me cut that out. Sometimes that happens, Jim, when you have Siri in there and you say something that she <laughs> sounds like Siri. But in the city of Chester, PA, murders, rapes, and assaults, violent crimes, are 2.3 times greater than the national average. And the population is just over 32,000 people. And in addition to that, more than 70% of Chester's residents are black. Business there is booming as you would expect. She says, before the pandemic, you didn't really see too many black gun owners coming to purchase firearms. Then we got a huge turnaround. You saw a lot of black people going out buying guns because they saw the violence increasing. And her husband says what we've been saying all along. People are safest when they are armed. Gun control pretty much leaves you defenseless because criminals will still have guns. Does it matter that Tom is black, that Ty is black? Does it make any difference whatsoever? Of course not. They're just as susceptible as a black man or black woman as you are a white man or white woman or green or blue or purple. It doesn't make any difference. Dozens or so people according to this streaming through surplus arms door an hour after opening on a recent Saturday, they're getting through to people. Now I, what I liked about this piece is that 1857's Dred Scott decision is mentioned here. Taney wrote in the majority opinion in 1857, as I mentioned before last week, and I saw it in here, granting citizenship to slaves in free States, quote, According to Dred Scott, majority opinion would give to persons of the Negro race the right to keep and carry arms wherever they want. That is pure, absolute recognition of the purpose of the Second Amendment. Something that moron, David Hogg, might want to go back and study at Harvard because, you know, he's a Harvard man. And as a Harvard man, you'd think he should know these things before he puts out his stupid tweets, his ignorant tweets. They were referred to, just in case you don't know, as the black codes. And, and we have talked about them before. But this is, uh, this is a wonderful piece. And uh, Maj Touré really hit the nail on the head. The, it's, it's a long piece. It's a deep piece. It's wonderfully written. And the message in here is what we've talked about on this program for years. Gun rights are a civil right. Period. A human right. Gun control is designed to strip you, no matter who you are, no matter what race you are, no matter what gender you are, it is designed to strip you of your basic human rights to be able to keep and bear arms to defend yourself that was even recognized in that hideous Dred Scott decision in 1857. And we could go on, but we're out of time. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. We're going to get up and do it again tomorrow because they don't want us to. Make sure to go check this out, please. This is well worth the read. 
It certainly is. The growing ranks of black gun owners. Look that up in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and you will have one heck of an education. It's great stuff, and we hats off to Maj Ture. We'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the radio. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800-978-9358, and remember, use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 454 7012.